Hello, and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. Today, we're going to talk about just one word. One word? A whole podcast on one word. Yes, a whole podcast. What word do you think it is? Um, I need to get a bowl of ice cream. No, that's not a word. Hold on. Well, mission, evaluation, purpose, board members. Good guesses. And we've probably done podcasts on all of those things. No, no. The word I have in mind is busy. Busy? Busy. We're going to do a podcast on busy because I bet you hear it all the time. And if you're like me, you might even say it. In fact, I think you and I said it in a recent episode at least two or three times. I think we did. And I think many of our listeners might be thinking, I'm too busy to listen to this. Totally. (laughs) And what's wrong with busy, right? What's wrong with being busy? But I just read a piece in the Washington Post that you actually shared with me, Nancy. And the author reminded us that busy isn't a feeling. So when everyone wanders around and says, how are you doing? Or how are you? And you say, I'm busy. You're not actually answering the question because busy isn't a feeling. When, and when we answer with it, we're actually covering up what we might actually be feeling. Maybe I'm actually exhausted or overwhelmed, or maybe I'm energized by the amazing list of things I get to do. So I don't know, I'm on this little kick lately that I'm going to try to not use the word busy and to actually be clear about how I am so that I can invite in real conversation. I think you're so right, because the other thing about answering with I'm so busy is that somehow it creates this power dynamic. Mm. Like sometimes, you know, I have more to do than you or my busyness is a sign of status or I'm so busy that I'm. I may or may not make time for you. Oh, I actually feel that way when someone says I'm busy. You know, when I say, how are you? And they're like, I'm so busy. (laughs) I I actually can feel myself shrinking a little bit and being like, oh, I shouldn't take up your time, right? Like, oh, what I have to say isn't as important as whatever busy things you're doing might be. So I think that power dynamic thing is totally real. It sends a real message. It's so interesting because now I'm catching myself. How many times do I start emails to people? I know you're really busy, but if you wouldn't mind, I need this answer or could I meet with you for 10 minutes? I just, oh dear. I know. So let's try to help each other through this. So I'm thinking first we should unpack why is it we're so prone to answer with busy? I I feel like it's the new thing. And then I want to explore a little bit on how we might be holding either ourselves or our missions back when we focus on the busyness. And then of course, this is the nonprofit radio show. So we want to give you some tips for how you might reframe things and get to a better place. So why do you think we say it? Because it is the go-to word. I say it, I think, because I do have a lot going on. And I think most of us feel like we aren't able to get it all done. So for me, it comes from a kind of place of guilt or like, I know I've got this long to-do list and I haven't really gotten through all of it. And it all is probably important. And someone else is probably expecting a lot of things from me from that list. And so I 
say I'm busy to kind of assuage my guilt that I haven't quite gotten through it. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I think you're right. And I think it's become shorthand because everyone's busy at this point, right? And so there, it's a shorthand, like you busy, I'm busy. And so we don't really have to talk about what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be great if the next time you and I spoke, you asked me how I was doing and I was like, I'm good. I have time. Oh, wow. And we might be verging into tips here, but on some level, I, I do have time. I, I get to choose how I spend some of my time, at least. Mm-hmm. You right? absolutely do. So mm-hmm. so let's talk more. What else do we need to be thinking about this? Well, I do think when you just reply, I'm busy, or you focus on how busy you are in talking to others, you're holding yourself back and potentially you know, your mission and your organization, if, if that's the context for the conversation. So for one, I think it disinvites, I don't even know if that's a word, (laughs) but it disinvites dialogue with someone. The the minute I say, Nancy, how are you? And you say, I'm busy. Like I said, I kind of shrink and I'm kind of done. Now I don't want to interfere in your busyness or add to your busyness. So I'm not going to ask you 14 questions or tell you anything really deep about what's going on with me. And that's a real bummer because I'm doing some really interesting projects. Like when I think about my days, they have Mm -hmm. like my time is full and I'm doing some really I'm just thinking out loud here that I'm doing some really fun, interesting projects and I need to find a way to convey that. Like my days are full with really interesting things that have me energized or that have me thinking big thoughts or something like that, right? Or I'm grappling with a really hard problem. Like there's a conversation starter who doesn't reply, oh, wow, tell me more. Can I help? Or, right? I mean, those little moments and the initial parts of a conversation are game changers as to whether or not that conversation grows and develops or it ends. Now, granted, there are some conversations you don't want to have go deep. So maybe the people telling me they're busy or indicating they don't want to have a conversation with me. But if you're trying to engage someone, then busy is a conversation ender. I think you're right. And it's interesting because I think of a different conversation where the person had a lot going on because they were super short staffed. They really didn't have enough staff. And yet we still had a conversation about that. And so I actually learned, you know, this this colleague is super short staffed and had a lot going on. But I learned that there's a federal program to give jobs to homeless people or people experiencing houselessness and that she's been able to take advantage of that program. And I learned a whole new thing. So the other thing where I think busy is holding us back is it's inherently negative, right? Have you ever heard someone be like, I mean, maybe, maybe someone who's just starting a business is excited about being busy. But for the most part, when we hear the word I'm busy, it's got this heavy feeling to it. And that immediately tends to change the way someone responds to you. They either now don't want to disturb you or they're going to sink right into that same heavy moment with you. Um, And I think that is something to be very conscious of, because as you said, Nancy, sometimes we're we've got full plates with things we're really excited about. But when we use the word busy, we send a signal to someone else that it's a heavy laden negative thing. And then that's where that conversation goes. I think you're absolutely right. So what do we do? Like, how do we reframe this? Yeah. Well, there is really interesting research behind changing behavior, as we know. Um, And um, most of that research invites us to begin by, by changing how 
we identify something. So instead of thinking of myself as busy, I might think about myself as immersed in important projects or active in moving forward the work of my mission or excited by a new scary opportunity. (laughs) Any other word, and usually it takes more than one word, (laughs) other than busy, will invite people in. If you just try this for like two days, you will be amazed at the number of conversations you actually engage because saying you're busy is kind of like saying you're fine. It's just nothing. It feels, it takes nothing. It doesn't ask anything of the person that you're speaking to, to give back to you. But if you answer the question, how are you doing? Oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. They're going to ask you about it or, oh, I'm feeling incredibly excited today or I'm super energized or, you know, maxing out my potential today. <laughs> That's going to like invite conversation that makes you interesting. I love that. And so we can almost come up with a few phrases that we just rotate through. It's a great idea. Yeah. So the other thing that I think really has to happen when you find yourself saying busy all the time is you actually do need to stop <laughs> and maybe prioritize, plan, or strategize. Maybe there really is too much on your to-do list, not just the usual too much, but like maybe there really is way too much on your to-do list and you need to actually figure out what matters and then just do that so that you don't feel quite so busy. Mm, I think you're right. My aunt used to tell me that if you want something done, you ask a busy person because they have figured Mm -hmm. out how to manage time and how to get the important stuff done. And I think you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. And there's a whole lot of stuff that we don't need to be doing. And so the conversation here isn't, you know, pretend like everything's fine. Just change the word you're using, right? The conversation is really around taking ownership of your time and how you're spending your time. And and then how are you characterizing your time to somebody else? And how are you asking for help? I mean, the whole point of not ending a conversation is so that perhaps if I'm feeling overwhelmed, you, Nancy, in asking actually care how I'm doing and will help me figure something out. Maybe you have got some expertise you can share with me, or maybe you'll just help me by saying, gosh, we should just talk so you can get some of that off your chest. Like part of why you don't want to end the conversation is not to make it all sound rosy or fun or that, you know, big words, but so that you actually can get the help you might need to cross some of those things off that to-do list too. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Science tells us that we're actually happier when we have more to do and we have time for creativity and free thinking, right? And so busy gets in the way of both of those things. It doesn't. I mean, I think when you're going back through that prioritization list, you know, one of the things needs to be on my list is do I have time for that just creative free thinking? You know, whether that happens when you walk the dog or ride the stationary bike or um, sit quietly by under a tree, like whatever, whatever works for you to get that space that actually needs to be on your to-do list because otherwise you're missing really terrific opportunities. Yeah. You might find that you're a whole lot more efficient when you take time to just breathe and and do something Mm -hmm. creative or something like that. Yeah. It's funny because that, that needs to be on your to-do list, but that is not what we think of when we think of busy but you need to you need to have that time to do that for sure. So of course, the word of the week has to be busy, Nancy. Oh, I think you're so right. And you know, you were talking earlier about how it's inherently negative and I think, you know, one way we see that is that when I hear the word busy, I often hear the word work with it. So busy work and mm. Busy work su- suggests that our work isn't consequential, right? We're just filling time. 
But our work is very consequential. We're more than busy. We have full days moving forward our missions, and we we want people to ask about that. Oh, I love that. That is such a good point, Nancy. You're exactly right. Yeah, and you know, busy for me is always paired with the word tired. <laughs> and that's, you know, not inspiring to myself or really to anyone. And again, when I actually think about the things I do in a day, if I actually pause and think about them, they're they're generally things I'm pretty excited about. I'm grateful for the opportunity to get to think about hard things that we do and and how to solve, you know, very complicated problems or joyful that I get to work with people who share, you know, values with me. So when I really think about my day, it's filled with things I'm honored I get to do. So I, I spent a little time looking up a synonym for busy, like what what other words could I use? And one that comes up really often is diligent. And when you read the definition of diligent, that means having or showing care and conscientiousness in one's work or duties. And I I love that. I'm not sure I can say I'm feeling diligent. Um, that might sound a little weird in a sentence, but I love trying to, instead of thinking busy, think about that care and consciousness in one's work and duties. I love that. It makes me think that instead of saying I'm busy, you could say, you know, I'm seeing a lot of kind of impact from the work that we're doing. Like you could be outcome centered, right? right? I'm really moving the needle on whatever it is, right? Or I, at the moment, I'm really stuck because I think we we have this big challenge ahead of us, and I don't, you know, I need to, I need to get unstuck with it and I, just see where the conversation goes. It might be amazing. Mm, great ideas. Well, we totally get it. Everyone in the nonprofit world has a lot to do, and your plate is undoubtedly too full. We're not trying to make you feel guilty for feeling busy or using that word. And we're also, as you said, Nancy, importantly, not just trying to say, oh, just use a different word and it'll all be better. What we are hoping is that you'll take a few moments to ponder why that word in particular is so prevalent right now. And if it's prevalent in your life, why? And take our challenge, try to avoid using it for a few days and see what you really are feeling reprioritize that to-do list and make some conscientious time for the free thinking that we need to make good decisions down the road. We bet you'll feel a whole lot better. We hope you'll tell us about how it works for you with that challenge and that you'll do even more for your mission and your movement. You've got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities.